This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back. Listening to Militantly Mixed. Main Hustle Media podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Hohokam, and Yucateco Maya people, and we wish to pay our respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Konnichi, what's up, cousins? Welcome to Militantly Mixed Mental Health Hiatus Update. The podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective has been on hiatus since August 16th. And I, your Sir Auntie, Charmaine Fury, a.k.a. The Blazing Blurred, wanted to jump on real quick just to give y'all a mental health hiatus update uh, because I switched my hiatus schedule around and then ended up taking time off early from the switch. I just feel like I need to check in with everybody and let y'all know that I'm okay. So what happened in mid-August is that uh, I had originally scheduled my mental health hiatus in September because I'm going to be traveling to the U.S. to handle my residency process so that I can live in Mexico legally. And I just thought it would make more sense to go on hiatus when I'm traveling so I don't have the pressure of producing an episode at the same time that I'm doing one of the most stressful things I will ever have to do, (laughs) which is try to get permission to live in another country. So on paper, it made sense to take the hiatus in September. But because August is my normal mental health hiatus time I think my body has adapted to it and was really kind of craving it Uh, and then I just did not anticipate I knew this was going to be stressful but I did not anticipate to the degree of stress and anxiety I was going to be feeling leading up to this appointment so the last time I was recording my intro for the most recent episode of Militantly Mixed I was having I was experiencing a precursor to a panic attack And because I used to get panic attacks a lot, I could see the signs. I I haven't gotten them in a long time, but I was feeling the symptoms come up. So I paused, I took a break, calmed myself down, and then made the decision that I needed to take the mental health hiatus immediately uh, to get me in a better headspace so that I'd be prepared for my Mexican residency appointment. And that is what ended up prompting me to go on hiatus on August 16th. Uh, I'm here to report that was a good idea. Uh, While I am still filled with stress and anxiety because I have not yet had my residency appointment, um, that will be happening in uh, five days' time from the date I am recording. It gave me the time to take the pause, to gather the paperwork I needed, to prepare my friend who's going to be looking after my cats while I'm gone, um, and to just try to rest as much as possible because I'm gonna, I'm going to be going into a rest deficit <laughs> for the next three weeks. It is going to be extremely stressful, and I'm going to find a. It's going to be really hard for me to take time to pause and rest. So I was trying to bank some of that rest over the last couple of weeks, and it has helped tremendously. And now I'm still filled with stress and anxiety. I feel like I have a gaping universe-sized hole in the center of my chest, and I have felt like that for the last two weeks. And I think think that uh, 
universe gap gaping universe size hole will close until I have my Mexican residency card in hand. But given that I did kind of abruptly change my schedule and even said pe to people on the show that it was related to a panic attack, um, I just wanted to give this update to let y'all know that I'm okay. I'm always generally okay, but as a person who does deal with mental health issues, um, depression and anxiety, and also talks about it very publicly, I understand the concern that that can create with an audience uh, who only gets to hear it on the show real quick, like, hey, had a panic attack, I'm gonna go by, see you in a couple weeks. Um, but now that things have calmed down a, a little bit for me today, I'm in a place where I can jump on and record a note just to let y'all know that I am okay. Uh, I am still dealing with stress and anxiety, and I, like I said, I will do so for the next few weeks, but uh, I'm not in danger. And even in the way that I deal with my depression, I'm typically not in um, physical danger. Uh, it's just usually having to go through the process. And that's, that's what I was going through the last two weeks. At the time I am recording, I am one day away from traveling back to the U.S., which is in its, of itself its own anxiety. I have my appointment anxiety for my residency, um, but I have my travel to the U.S. anxiety because I don't go through customs easily. And let me explain that. Uh, I've been privileged enough to be able to leave the U.S., I think now it's six times, but I've only been able to return to the U.S. five times because tomorrow's my next time to return to the U.S. And in every of the five times that I've left the country and returned, uh, I get held up in customs. And I get basically asked all the questions um, that makes me feel like they don't believe I'm an actual U.S. citizen and they're trying to trip me up. Uh, I even have the example of coming back from England with my English white cousin and them going through customs like a breeze into the U.S. Uh, despite not having a U.S. passport, but just because they were a white person uh, and for me, I got held up for about 25 to 30 minutes and, um, and he didn't understand how that could be possible. And I try to explain this is, this is what it's like to be a black or brown person in the U S and in my case, because of the confusion other people have when they see my face, um, and try to match it to my name, I, I don't clear customs very easily. So that in and of itself is creating a lot of anxiety. Am I gonna get through customs easy? Um, my partner is also half Arabic and depending on if you have a lens for Arabicness, <laughs> he could get held up as well. Uh, he didn't grow up around that side. We didn't even know he was Arabic until we were in our 20s, but he does look mixed. And if someone has more experience with Arabs, they see it. If they have less experience with Arabs, they think he's white. So. We'll see what it looks like for him to come back into the country in comparison to me or with me. Um, so yes, I just have anxiety related to re returning to the US and having to go through customs. Then I have the separate anxiety of where I'm going in the US to do my appointment. It's not the most woke area of the country. And so I've got my concerns about being in that place for a couple of weeks as well while I wait to go through this process. Uh, and I can't get back to Mexico fast enough. So yes, I'm still absolutely filled with stress and anxiety. I am in slightly a better place than I was two weeks ago when I went on hiatus, uh, but I'm anticipating a very difficult two to three weeks coming. 
from where I'm at today recording this update. But thank you to people who did send me messages checking in on me. Um, that is the thing that I love the most, I think, about Militantly Mix is uh, creating that sense of community where people do actually check in. Uh, I wish I got weekly interaction that I could share on the show as well. I wish I got voice notes and, and things like that so I can have um, more close to real time conversational interactions on this show. It's something I've wanted the whole time. Um, but since I don't get that, what I do get is the DMs or the comments on, on Facebook or Instagram of people checking in or people letting me know that they like me to keep doing the work and everything like that. Uh, and that is really meaningful. So I did receive some messages uh, especially it, it takes a few days. People listen to the show when they listen to the show. And so it kind of sprinkled out over the last, uh, like the week after airing that last episode of people asking and checking in on me. And so I just want to say, yes, I am okay. I'm not at any physical danger risk or anything like that. Um, I was just almost about to go into a panic attack, but I saw the signs coming and I paused and did what I had to do. I worked the steps that I need to work to pull me out of that panic and now I'm just working through the management, the general management of, of being in full-blown anxiety at the moment. Um, so yeah, uh, one thing that I didn't get to share on the show, but is on Instagram and Facebook, but I know that not all my listeners are on social media. So if you didn't get a chance to hear about this, uh, in the last episode of Mixed Auntie Confidential, part two of the phenodivergent, phenonconforming uh, conversation in which we were talking about finding alternative ways to describe um, or replace the term of racially ambiguous or take the lead in the discussion of how people are allowed basically to engage with us if they find themselves confused when they see our faces. Um, I ended up making a statement which is something I say often, but it, it was just, it just fit the, the moment in which I said, you know, as mixed people, we're not after here being actively confusing. We're not trying to confuse people. This is just the faces that we come with. This is, this is what being mixed look like. So I said, you know, I'm not racially ambiguous. You are just confused. And I got some comments on Instagram and Facebook and DMs uh, asking me to put that on a shirt and a mug, which I did. Uh, so if you're not on the social media, you may not have seen it. It's on the Militantly Mixed website, so you can go to militantlymixed.com and click on that merch tab, and you will see the I am not racially ambiguous, you are just confused t-shirt or mug. The t-shirts are on um, the standard Militantly Mixed colors, black, white, red, and yellow. Uh, there's also gray because I always need to have a Heather gray t-shirt or something like that. So there's a gray t-shirt as well. Um, and there's also a black mug that you can get in either 11 ounce or 15 ounce size. So that is available on the militantlymix.com website on the merch tab. So if you want to get that, you can go ahead and get that there. Um, I, this is around the time of year I usually release the annual Be Your Mix Ass Self t-shirt. And if I'm honest, because things have been so crazy, I haven't even settled on a design yet. I have an idea. I'm not sure about the execution. And if I'm honest, in full transparency, uh, I have very little confidence in the t-shirt this year. <laughs> and that is because last year, you could not convince me 
that we weren't going to sell thousands of the Be Your Mix As Self t-shirt in the Straight Out of Compton style logo. Um, when I came up with the idea to, to use that and make the Be Your Mix As Self t-shirt, um, it's very meaningful to me as a person who comes from North Long Beach that borders Compton, that grew up in the time, that like, came of age in the time of NWA and all that other kind of stuff. Um, so in hindsight, I understand that that was a very specific design that was meaningful to me. Uh, I just also thought everybody would be down for it, and I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, usually we sell a little over 30 shirts a year uh, for the Be Your Mix SF. This year we, or last year we sold 11. Um, and, uh, I was, yeah, so I was really thrown. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't understand my audience at all. And I'm, you know, washed up, you know, like you go through all the imposter syndrome things. So I think partly I'm struggling on the design this year because I was so confident last year and was wrong. Um, so I'm going to make this a call to the audience if you have ideas that you would like to drop, I can take those under consideration so that I can create a Be Your Mix As Self t-shirt that is um, more to the liking of the audience. That being said, I can select whatever I select, obviously, because it's, it's my motto and it's my podcast t-shirt, but um, I'm just curious to see like how off base am I? Um, the, pr the first year I did it, I did it design myself. It was, it was me just trying to put out the logo in a different way. Uh, the second year is when I had the idea of creating a new design every year. Uh, and I still really enjoy that, that second year's Be Your Mix S self. That's the one that kind of has the ombre effect from all of the militantly mixed colors. Uh, and then the third year is the Straight Outta Compton style logo, uh, which was a complete flop. So this year... If between now and when I come back from hiatus, I receive any ideas from people, I will take those under consideration. Uh, if I don't get any ideas, I'm going to go with the one that I've been sitting on for a little while um, and hope that it just goes well this year. Uh, my planning is off, though, in terms of fundraising, because this is the time of year I'm usually preparing for fundraising. And... Uh, I just don't have the capacity to do that now. So it's probably not going to happen. I mean, usually the shirt goes live in October, but I'm not even prepared right now to release it. So it may end up being November. But um, yeah, I'm just telling you, just because I'm being transparent, uh, the show lives or dies on the fundraising and the Patreon. And um, and me being behind is not going to help me or the show <laughs> if I if I don't get it together. So... Uh, after I deal with all this Mexico residency stuff, I will focus on the Be Your Mix SF annual t-shirt, and we will also go into the final stages of the Be Your Mix SF anthology, and people will start to get emails and things like that in October. <sighs> so it's just a lot stacked to the end of this year. It wasn't well-timed, I think, um, given my current uh, mental health state. But I wanted to put that out there. I wanted to be honest and transparent about what's going on with me uh, so that y'all still will have the confidence that the show is, is going to keep going. It's just that I do, I do need this break right now so that I can take care of my personal business and then secondarily take care of the show business. Uh, 
Uh, that being said, like I said, the show does live or die on the fundraising, and the bulk of the fundraising comes through Patreon. Um, I know I, I haven't often been talking about it this year, and that, that's been having to deal with um, some like guilt and, and maybe even a little bit of shame related to even needing support from the audience. But I listen to so many podcasts that are fully fan supported with no sponsorship and they're they're far more successful shows than mine um and they don't seem to have shame in it i i I don't know what all i'm fighting i think i'm fighting japanese shame i think i'm fighting you should be able to do everything shame um older femme child shame the whole thing but ultimately to be able to produce this show on a monthly basis, I'm always in a financial deficit to be able to produce it. And that is including using Patreon sponsorship to pay those bills. So I do need to be better about encouraging listeners. If you enjoy the show, if you get anything out of it emotionally, educationally, what have you, if you can really consider donating to the show on Patreon at at least a dollar a month. And in fact, I'm encouraging a dollar a month for most of the listeners, uh, because I'm in a position that's always fairly precarious. First of all, Patreon swings every month, about 20 to $50 when people dip in and dip out. Uh, the other thing is a majority of my donors are at the 20, 50 and a hundred dollar level, which is great that I have donors that contribute at that level. But if they stop contributing at that level, the show immediately goes into risk of not being able to be produced because I won't be able to pay the monthly fees. So if I can get a hundred people donating a dollar versus one person donating a hundred, I'm in better shape because, you know, even if you lose 30% of those hundred people, you still are making enough money um, to sustain the show. So I'm just asking for those of you who listen especially those who listen on a weekly basis, but if you just get any enjoyment out of the show and you'd like to consider sponsoring, you can go to patreon.com slash militantlymix and contribute as low as a dollar a month or as high as anything you wish. There are different rewards depending on what level you choose. But at the dollar a month level, you you can just know that you are like the bread and butter. You could keep the show sustained if you can contribute a dollar a month. Um, and that essentially breaks down to four episodes a month for a dollar, if you look at it that way. Uh, you can do this on a monthly basis or an annual basis, so you can donate $12 a month, which I think there is a Patreon discount if you do that. So I think you would be you would be saying, I'm going to contribute $12, but they'll give you a discount, and then you're paying like $10 and something for the whole year. So, you know, there's ways to work work it out. But if you think you can handle a dollar a month to support the show, it will go a long way in help keeping Militantly Mixed sustained. The other thing is if you don't want to contribute to a, like a sponsorship or a membership-style version of that, you can go to paypal.me slash Militantly Mixed. And that's like my tip jar. You know, if I did particularly good that week and you really enjoyed that episode, drop some coins in that tip jar. Uh, if you don't want to contribute to an annual or monthly sponsorship, but you do want to support the show, drop some coins in that tip jar. That is really how I use the PayPal. And everything that goes into PayPal goes into the Militantly Mixed bank account, as well as the uh, proceeds from the t-shirt and tote bag and mug sale. 
Uh, so if you go to militantlymix.com, you click on the merch tab, and you buy any of the T-shirts, mugs, water bottles, tote bags that are on that site, that all goes into the Militantly Mix bank account as well after the printer gets all their money. <sighs> is that it? Oh, this is a weird one. I don't really know what I'm asking for when I when I share what I'm about to share. Uh, as you all know, I switched to... I switched to Spotify for podcasters in January because I needed to find a way to reduce costs in producing the show. And rather than pay a hundred dollars a month in hosting fees for the show, I went to Spotify so that I could pay zero hosting fees. Um, but you sacrifice things when you do that. Now my analytics aren't very good, so I don't really have a, a good clear scope of how many people listen to the show. Um, there's just some benefits that come along with get what you pay for stuff versus uh, Spotify. But what Spotify does offer is the opportunity to host uh, host red ads, um, which gains you a little bit of change per listen, uh, which means that I can earn between $14 and $20 a month uh, because I'm Militantly Mixed is eligible for those ads. And up until now, the rules were I had to have at least 100 regular listeners uh, slash subscribers on Spotify uh, to maintain that. And as long as I'm able to maintain that over every 30-day period, the next month I'm able to host those Spotify ads. And I understand those can be annoying to the audience, but for someone like me, that $14 to $20 makes a difference. It's able to pay at least one of my bills related to Militilly Mix. And so it's very helpful for me to be able to do the show. Unfortunately, even though I didn't get into Militantly Mixed for capitalist reasons, I live in a capitalist society, and to be able to continue to produce this show, which is essentially free education and entertainment for the listener, uh, I have to find ways to pay for it. And Spotify for Podcasters is one of those ways that I do that. They just announced that they are going to be changing the Spotify for Podcasters ad process and rather than having a hundred Spotify listeners you need to have a thousand which takes me out of the game uh, I do have over a thousand listeners of Militantly Mix but I do not have over a thousand Spotify listeners of Militantly Mix uh, I have a range of somewhere between 100 and 160 followers on Sp uh, Spotify for podcasters uh, every month it's a it's a swing so I guess here's what the ask is. If you're a person that it doesn't matter how you listen to the show, you would listen on any platform, just pick one type of a thing, I'm going to ask that you go to Spotify, if you have a Spotify account, and follow the show on your Spotify account. And that way, you know, you're subscribed, you'll get the downloads and everything like that. And if you, if it doesn't matter how you listen, if you can listen through Spotify, that will be a way to help keep me eligible for doing the ads if I can get up to a thousand people. <laughs> uh, and I'll get that extra 14 to $20 a month that takes the burden of me asking the audience members to contribute to the show. Um, it's just something that like, you're listening anyway, so I'm going to get a penny or two every time you listen. And that seems small, but like I said, I get about 14 to 200 or 14 to $20 a month just on the listens alone. Um, 
But if they're changing this process, that means they're going to take the ads away and I will lose that revenue opportunity for the show, which means I have to find a new way for paying for the show. Uh, I've always said that with Patreon sponsorship, I need to get above $500 to just break even every month. Um, I am now, I really swing between 380 and 420 a month. So I'm always in a deficit. And that Spotify for podcasters, while only 14 to $20, really makes that little extra bit of difference, especially if I'm on a 380 month of Patreon. That extra $20 puts me to four, which makes that deficit a little bit smaller. It's very beneficial for an at-home independent podcaster to be able to keep the show going. So I'm sorry for the beg. I'm sorry for the plug. But if you're a person where it doesn't matter how you consume Militantly Mix, I encourage you to head on over to Spotify, follow the show, like the show, rate the show if they allow you to. And if you can, listen that way. Great. It'll help. Ultimately, it'll help Militantly Mix keep going and growing. Um... But majority of my listeners come from Apple Podcasters or Apple Podcasts. I also listen to all my podcasts on Apple Podcasts as well. Unless I know my friend's podcast is on Spotify, then I move over to Spotify so that I can help them with their downloads <laughs> and things like that so that they can get ads. Um, so I'll look into the Apple program and see if it's similar to the Spotify program. But if not, I'm just going to ask that if it doesn't matter how you listen to and consume Militantly Mix, please consider heading on over to Spotify and listen to the show that way because it'll help keep me in the eligibility bracket for um, monetizing the show through Spotify. Um, but ultimately, I just wanted to check in, let y'all know where I was mental health wise. Uh, and also just let y'all know where we are finance-wise because it's that time of year where the show really does come down to are we going to keep it going or are we not going to be able to keep it going uh, because of funding. So as much as I hate talking about finances, that is, uh, that's what I got to do to keep the show going. If it's meaningful, if it's no longer serving a purpose in the mixed community, I need to know that too. Um, but for now, I still get enough engagement to make me feel like it is worthy in its current state. I personally would like to evolve some more, um, especially now that I'm living in a different country. I'm seeing mixedness through a different lens or I'm learning to see mixedness through a different lens. And uh, I would like to incorporate that into the show as well. But it'll take some time to grow and get there. And uh, as much interaction as y'all can give me will help go a long way into continuing militantly mixed to be the space or a space within mixedness that you feel safe, comfortable, and represented in and empowered to be your mixed ass self, which at the end of the day is the whole reason I do the show at all. I want all y'all to be your mixed ass selves at all times with your full chest and whatever that means in the moment is correct. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want. Uh, so don't forget to follow the show on all the social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh, the Facebook page. We have a Discord channel if you're interested in joining the Discord channel. I am not actively pushing the X anymore, the Twitter, whatever. Uh, I still have the account. I haven't deleted the account. I occasionally go on there to post something, but uh, I, I feel that really filtering out over the year and probably not continuing with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not about that that dude. Uh, but anyways, 
thank you all for checking in. I appreciate you. I hope this uh, update is also helpful and beneficial. Uh, I do already have a couple of interviews banked, so when I come back in October, we got some good discussions to share with y'all um, that I'm looking forward to y'all getting. Uh, and and I will be opening up my recording uh, schedule near the end of September as well. So if you have filled out the Be a Guest of Militantly Mixed form on the website, um, keep an eye open. Make sure you have militantlymixed.com domain uh, whitelisted so that you will get that email that goes out. It is a first-come, first-served email blast to people that have sent in their request form. So you, if you answer and you book, you got it. You're in, you know. Um, but if you don't get it in time, I gotta, I gotta add you to the next list three months from now. Uh, that's what, that's how it is because I only record twelve episodes, uh, twelve interviews a quarter. <sighs> I think that's all. Okay, I'm tired. I'm gonna press stop, drink some Hamica, and uh, finish printing out all the stuff I need for my trip tomorrow. Uh, I'll keep you all posted probably when I come back. I'll d maybe do another update when I come back, but ultimately I think I am going to give myself a full month of, of September um, to deal with my personal business. And also I have a number of friends coming into town at the second half of the month. So I'm going to try to give myself a little patch of joy uh, and then come back strong in October. Thank you again, everybody. I appreciate y'all. Don't forget, be your mixed ass selves. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by David Bogan, the one. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Militantly Mixed. If you'd like to become a sponsor of Militantly Mixed, please go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantlymixed for a one-time only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.